Welcome to the Unknown Packers podcast, and I am your host, Bryce Christensen. You can follow me at Wisconsin Bryce on Twitter, and you can follow the Unknown Packers podcast at Unknown Packers on Twitter, as well as our website, theunknownpackers.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Reddit, the Unknown Packers podcast. This episode is training camp number seven, a short pour, and just going to be breaking down a, a week's worth of practices, highlighting some players that have had a um, outstanding camp so far, the breakouts with a week so far into camp. And then I'll also talk about a couple of players that maybe haven't done much, been quiet, and might do some prognostications on whether or not they make the 53. It is completely early, but that's what makes this fun and interesting. And I appreciate everyone that's come along for the ride, the daily episodes of the Unknown Packers podcast, different articles, hype videos. We have our ASL podcast videos. We're the only podcast available in American Sign Language and in English. And if you're just getting uh, started with Packers training camp, make sure you go back and check out all of our training camp short pours two, three, four, five, six, and now seven. Seventh practice finished on Thursday at an hour and 34 minutes, which is the shortest practice so far for the Green Bay Packers. Coach LaFleur mentioned that with it being the third straight practice, they also had padded practice. They had one practice in shells as well, and I believe seven. Yeah, seven practices in the last eight days. So they went Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, had Monday off, and then they went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So very light practice uh, for the Green Bay Packers. He talked and addressed the media afterwards, and something that I believe, I think it was Wes Hockowitz mentioned about Coach LaFleur talking after practice rather than before. And I didn't really realize this, but Mike McCarthy always talked before practice. So essentially, he would recap the day prior's practice, sort of like what we're doing with the Unknown Packers podcast is we're recapping a practice that already had happened. And so for what Coach Lafleur has done is he's addressing the media right after practice and getting a fresh take. And there was a quote, and I again, I believe this is Wes Hockowitz, and said, quote, he's got teeth behind that engaging smile, end quote. And so we've picked up on it that, at least I, I mean, I picked up on it that Coach Lafleur is very charismatic. He's engaging. Uh, he fits that, at least so far, he fits that kind of Packer mold. And I like the fact that he has been candid. And that was the big question is how how is training camp going to unfold? Uh, will they... Will they come together and be cohesive? They need to be. And I feel that with uh, so far, and especially after Josh Jones' skirmish on uh, Wednesday's practice and the whole no fighting rule, um, zero tolerance for that, uh, it was addressed before training camp began. It's been addressed in practice. Uh, no tackling and especially no fighting. And here Josh Jones is doing that. And so you can you can definitely take that Lafleur um, wasn't happy with that. And I'll talk a little bit about Josh Jones in, in this short pour. And with Lafleur, I guess with a week in review so far, um, in, in camp or uh, in training camp yesterday, the, the, the only thing that really stood out was Aaron Rodgers in the final two-minute drill got Rashawn Gary to uh, jump off sides, hard count. And so 
Lafleur talked about, you know, that cadence, and even though Rashawn Gary's having a great camp, and you always wonder what it's going to look like when he puts the pads on, but he's even more explosive, even more intimidating on that outside, and especially in that inside uh, rush. So Rashawn Gary looks um, everything that we've hoped for, I guess. I mean, he was not a popular pick when he was selected 12th overall. And yeah, I mean, based on that, I mean, it was a light practice. I know uh, the same inactives from Wednesday against so Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Josh Jackson, Mason Crosby as well, Jason Spriggs, uh, Kendall Donerson, Greg Roberts, and I believe Mike Tyson was added for personal reasons, safety Mike Tyson. And going into just some of, I would say, the breakout stars, I mean, I use that in quotations and obviously loosely because it's a weekend and patience is a virtue. Uh, I guess I'm going to remove my uh, rose-tinted glasses for the Green Bay Packers, and I'm going to say that, I mean, granted, it's a week in practice. You didn't have pads until Sunday, and then they had one uh, practice in shells. Uh, You can't tackle um, unless you're Josh Jones and – you don't. You don't. He play by his own. He plays by his own rules. He. You don't give an f. At least that's what it seems like. But outside of that, it's really you know in a in a week it's really hard to garner and gather a lot of information. Gathers the right word. Gather a lot of information on these players. But I will say that uh, out of all of. Um, the performers so far out of all all the players, Zadarius Smith probably sticks out the most to me. Uh, he was our big-time free agent acquisition four-year deal worth $66 million. Had eight and a half sacks last year. Teams up with Mike Pettin. Uh, Mike Pettin, a lot of pressures on Pettin, I feel. You know, going into his year two, things need to, uh, everything needs to work together. Uh, general manager Brian Gutekunst fortified that defense with Adrian Amos, Preston Smith, and Zadarius Smith, as well as Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage in, in the first round. Um, so all eyes on that, and I, I expect um, a top 10 finish, to be quite honest, um, or 11-12, but you have everything there. And Zadarius Smith is showing why he was a coveted free agent acquisition. Uh, he blew past David Bakhtiari earlier this week in, in camp. And Bakhtiari rarely loses. He is the best left tackle in the game um, by a wide margin. And he might be the best offensive lineman in the NFL. And that's not my rose-tinted glasses. That's a fact, brother. That is a fact. And Zadarius Smith, I mean, the minute he puts on his pads, he's a completely different person. And that's what you want to see. And again, uh, we're going to see a little bit in family night. Just It's going to be a practice. Can you believe it? 82,000 people showing up for practice. We talking about practice. My best Allen Iverson impersonation. But 82,000 fans, which continues to solidify the fact that the Green Bay Packers are the best franchise in, in professional sports, and there's there's not even a, a 1B. Green Bay Packers take the cake. They are the king. And again, it's not my rose-tinted glasses. It is a fact. Family night, I'm going to keep an eye on, really, Zadarius Smith, Rashawn Gary. I'm going to be looking at that defense. Uh, I'm wondering with uh, Aaron Jones, um, they held him out for precautionary reasons with a hamstring, what we'll see with him. But Zadarius Smith is a guy I'm going to continue to keep an eye on. And I think, and this might be a hot take, 
Um, or at least so far it looks like I think he'll be the free agent acquisition that Charles Woodson was for Ted Thompson and that Reggie White was for Ron Wolfe. And I know that maybe I just lost a ton of listeners right there and or um, I caused um, a melee on the highway. Hopefully I did not where people just completely just hit their brakes and they're like, what did Bryce just say? What did Bryce just say? That's right. I think Zadarius Smith will be that much of an impact to the Green Bay Packers that Charles Woodson was and Reggie White was. Do I think Zadarius Smith is a Hall of Famer? No, and time will tell on that. Um, but I do think that he's going to have the impact on this Green Bay Packers team that Charles Woodson and Reggie White brought. And I think that a lot of people thought that we might have overpaid for him. I think he fits in well with this defense, and you do you do have playmakers. And I think a lot of attention is going to be taken on by Zadarius Smith, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, and there's Kyler Fackrell, Lord Sackrell, ten and a half sacks last year. I know six of them came in two games, but I think he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities. And I think Zadarius Smith just makes his. I think he opens up this defense, and I think that he's going to allow Jair Alexander to be that dog, to be that that pulse. And he's going to open up lanes for Savage and Amos and and Blake Martinez. And then you pair him up with arguably the second best defensive tackle in the game, Kenny Clark. I know I'm, it's a bold take short pour today with training camp number seven. It's a bold take. But moving on, I think Jair Alexander's had a good practice. Uh, he's gone up against Devontae Adams. I'm going to break him down a little bit as we wrap up training camp seven. Uh Short poor. But he, I mean, granted, yeah, he's been struggling with MVS and Darius Hayward really um, had a really great practice the other day. But Hayward is an, is an under-the-radar, I think, excellent route runner, and he can just break, and he snaps those routes, and that's a struggle for cornerbacks and so I think Shepard is another guy that you have to keep an eye on Darius Shepard undrafted free agent out of uh, North Dakota State but Jair Alexander I just want to further prove or prove a point that you might look at how the offense scored a bunch of touchdowns in Thursday's practice or in Wednesday's practice I'm sorry but keep in mind that the offense probably had their worst practice on Tuesday so they came in with a little bit of juice and Jair Alexander's going up against Devonta Adams. He's going up against Marcus Valdez-Scantling, who trained with Randy Moss in the offseason and who Rodgers has said has come in prepared and has is, as being a leader. Then you've got Robert Tanyan, who made the 53-man roster last year, uh, 6'5", 237 pounds, undrafted free agent uh, in 2017 by the Detroit Lions, and the Packers picked him up with four games remaining in the 2017 season. Put him on the Packers practice squad, and then uh, they re-signed him, and he made the 53-man roster last year. Uh, everyone should know the 54-yard touchdown, the bomb um, that he caught in that Seattle Seahawks game, that Thursday night game, game that they should have won, and then his beautiful cocky celebration afterwards where he just shrugged his shoulders, did a little backpedal, and flipped the football in the air like, who, me? Who, me? Yeah, that's right. I'm the sycamore. Bobby Tanyan coming at you. And so I think I mentioned in my 53 on tap how 
Mercedes Lewis or Robert Tanyan would would be on the outside looking in, and um, I think that's Mercedes Lewis. I think he's um, he's you haven't heard anything from him, and if all he brings is blocking, and he had a pitiful year. I, I'm sorry for, to be blunt last year, and maybe it's a pass because last year was was all, but he didn't really do anything outside of maybe a block or two. And yes, he has ties with offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, but the more and more I look at it, Robert Tanyan's that number two. Aaron Rodgers even said that he's going to be that move tight end, so that inline tight end that blocks defensive ends, battles through traffic. I think Robert Tanyan um, is starting to have a, a, a breakout year. Um, keep in mind, little shameless plug, check out our breakouts and sleepers on tap with Ellie Berkovitz of Pack to the Future and um, fantasy pros. But Robert Tanyan, this is my little unsung hero piece. You already know the Sycamore. You know Big Bob Tanyan. But he practiced with George Kittle last year, breakout George Kittle, who had 88 receptions, almost 1,400 yards, 1,377, broke the record for most yards in a season by a tight end, and had the eighth most just reception yards last year. Uh, He's 6'4", 250. Big Bob is 6'5", 237. I think Tanyan's, I mean, before you were thinking like, okay, he's going to, he'll be, he'll make the 53. Now I think he's going to be a big part of Matt LaFleur's offense. And now Aaron Rodgers is saying that, yeah, he's, he's picked up the nuances of blocking and talked about how acrobatic he is, how athletic he is. Uh, converted wide receiver, or former wide receiver, converted into a tight end, I mean. So I'm, I'm really big on Robert Tanya. I know everyone that's been following the Unknown Packers podcast thinks so. The Sycamore, Big Bobby, but... I think with him practicing with George Kittle or working out with George Kittle in the offseason, the kind of camp he's having so far, Aaron Rodgers said that he threw a pass to him and Big Bob tipped it with one finger back to him and still hauled in the reception. He's just athletic. And those are the type of athletic plays that tight ends make. That's the kind of tight end that we're looking for. I think that he's going to surprise some people and he might be a huge part of this offense. Uh, Trevor Davis, another guy, 2016th draft pick, fifth round, 163rd overall. He's a free agent next year. He's having a great camp. He's making plays at wide receiver. Big thing for him is he's never been healthy. And he's had bad offensive coordinators and coaches, just to put it honestly. He came in a time frame where we were on our downward slope and special teams as well. Was Zuck. Oh, my God. And so I think... You know, Trevor Davis is shining. He's making it really tough for any of these undrafted free agent wide receivers that are having a great camp. But Kadar Holman practicing with the ones. Kevin King had uh, just taken a mindful rest, taken some, uh, they're being mindful with his reps. And so he he took off a latter portion of the practice and Kadar Holman came in and held his own. Uh, We talked about him in Islands on Tap. And so to wrap up training camp seven, a short pour, I wanted to talk about Devontae Adams. So I talked about all the, the breakouts, I think, from, from my perspective. But Devontae Adams is having, a, I mean, he's having an incredible camp. He's exceeding expectations. You follow anyone in, in the Packers beat writing world, Devontae Adams is having a mind-blowing start to camp. And now you have Matt LaFleur, you have uh, Aaron Rodgers that s- seems to be rejuvenated and we don't even need to. Re- he had a great, he had 25 touchdowns and two interceptions last year on a broken leg. My knee, my knee. But with Michael Thomas just getting a five-year deal worth 100 million, 
I wanted to just highlight Devonte Adams' contract. And in our unknown fantasy on tap, where we had John McKechnie of uh, Rotowire talking about Devonta Adams making it hard to replicate his statistics from a year ago. And I don't know if he can... I, I don't think there's no question that he can replicate them or even exceed them. The, the big question is, like, how much will it be divvied up on this team? But Devontae Adams, he had a four-year deal worth $58 million, an $18 million uh, signing bonus. Last year was the first year of his deal at age 25 with a $1 million regular rate and a $3.6 million signing bonus. Going into his 26th year right now, he's 26 years old, we have him for $2.75 million and a $3.6 million signing bonus. Next year in 2020, his age 27 season, $12 million. That's where we jump up to $12 million, $3.6 million for signing bonus. And then in his fourth year, his 2021 year, at age 28, it's $12 million again with a $3.6 million signing bonus. And there's a potential out after the 2020 year, which then would result in a three-year $33 million deal and a $7.2 million dead cap. I think it's safe to say that, knock on wood, everything will be okay. But Devonta Adams has shown that um, he's not only just the number one wide receiver in, in Packers land, he's probably the number one wide, wide receiver in the NFL um, I want to thank you guys and girls and everyone that's listening to the Unknown Packers podcast. Uh, we're going to continue having our daily episodes. We'll have uh, some American Sign Language episodes by our ASL and Deaf podcaster, Jason Oltman. Again, I feel like we have this wide array of different facets of the Unknown Packers podcast, and we hope that you're getting your fill following Packers camp through through myself as well as the Unknown Packers podcast. Uh, we have a great team, and I feel like we're just getting started. Thank you so much for tuning in, following us with training camp. I hope you all enjoy your family night viewing and your weekend. Come back again tomorrow because I'll be here with another Unknown Packers podcast episode. Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. Make sure that you're tuning in to TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, and a variety of other podcast platforms. Don't forget to say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers podcast. That's right. We're good friends with Alexa. Make sure you're checking out our website, theunknownpackers.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Reddit, The Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm Bryce Christensen, and this is The Unknown Packers Podcast.